<laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Mike. <laughs> There's always next year. Oh my god, I'm so happy that I won EVO. <laughs> I wanted to win really bad and I won and now I'm so sad. <laughs> Thank you for everyone. Guys, welcome to Push Your Shout Podcast, episode 79. And today we have lots of feelings. And we want to share these feelings with you on the special edition feelings cast beamed right into your brain. We're going to be giving you all kinds of vibes, all kinds of mellows, um, or harshes, depending on how you're feeling. Um, Skippy, how are you feeling? It's been a while since we've had a, a chat. Well, yeah, we were talking before we got on the stream that uh, last time last time we streamed was right before Brexit. Breaking so... news, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Brexit, batten down the hatches. Uh, okay, so yeah, that We're did all happen. Now, instant recession. You know, gas prices are through the roof. We're all yeah. fucked. I I can't believe all the game journalists were right about how the economy was instantly going to crash it's right true. after Brexit. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, um, now I did. I I have a little to say about this. We won't stay on this, but because I work at like this an is investment your bank. No, I don't. I don't want to share any opinions about it. Uh, just, you know, at work, it was a very, very busy day. Because I imagine. Uh, as soon as the vote came through, it was a, a surprise to most people. And so um, the next day, it was the second busiest day of trading in history. I was informed by my wow. boss. So, I didn't know yeah, that. a very, very busy day. Thankfully, I was still like early enough in the like training process that I didn't have to do a whole lot myself, but other people around there did. So, uh, yeah, it was a really interesting day. I mean, I don't work on like the, a trading floor, I work in operations at this place, but still, like, it was kind of like what you would see in the movies. Where, normally, it's a quiet place, but you know, people shouting across the room, and what are we doing on this? <laughs> Come on, people! We got ten snorting, minutes to market Snorting clothes. lines of crack off their cubicle walls. Yeah, and... a little bit of that going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. I mean, you know, but what can you say? It's been three weeks now, and uh, the world is still turning. So big shock there. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I don't know. I there's uh as far as God, I don't know. There's kind of a lot to cover. It's been a while. Um. I don't know what to talk about first. What have I, what have I got on my last list here? I've got I've got Oculus first, so I guess I'll go ahead and talk about that. My dad got an Oculus Rift, really, and a new PC to run it. You know, he's really into his. Did he just do it on his own? He didn't. Yeah. Okay. Because I wanted him to buy a Vive because I said, well, the Vive can do more and it isn't locked to like its own thing. And but iRacing, which he uses as as his racing simulator, uh, doesn't support Vive officially. Um, okay. so he probably made the right choice because that's all he wanted it for anyway. Um, it is really cool though. I gotta say it is really, really, really awesome. Uh, especially on the racing game. Uh, I actually, I, I didn't get sick or anything, but I can understand how people get sick because like going around a track that I'm used to going around in an actual race car, when you go oh, over, oh, it's the same track. Yeah. A few okay. of the same tracks. Yeah. Um, road Atlanta, Barber, uh, he's been to a few more that are on there, like uh, Laguna Seca, Watkins Glen, Mid Ohio. Uh, um, uh, what's the one in Florida? I forgot his name. But anyway, um, when you go over hills or oh, through dips, uh, and Wario stuff, Circuit. Yeah, Wario World. Uh, you you expect to get like that 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 feeling of like weightlessness or getting pressed down in your seat or whatever, and when that doesn't come, it's really really disorienting. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's weird. And I, I was just surprised at how, how much it actually affected me. Um, but then I kind of started to get used to it and not expect that feeling. And then I realized how much easier it made the game. Like being able to tell what the car was doing is way easier. It's easier to catch the car when it starts sliding and stuff like that, just because you're now more immersed into it, I guess. Uh, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. Like if you get into a slide or something, like looking out the window as you do it to like correct yourself and stuff. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's really sold me a lot more on VR. I mean, you know, I was already pretty sold. I already think it's awesome. But it, the the fact that it works as well as it does, and 
it was a little blurry, but it was fine. Um, like it didn't bother me. And I tried some other games on there that I wasn't expecting to work very well, but did. Um, I downloaded War Thunder and flew in some planes and did some dogfights and stuff. And it's a, it's blurrier than I would like, but you can see the other planes even at a distance. Like it's not it's not like everything just disappears because it's blurry. Um, and it's crazy flying in a plane and being able to like look out the window and stuff and like flying low to the ground and like looking out the side and like seeing the trees going by and stuff. And then at one point, well, at one point I got my wing shot off and I looked over and there's no wing and I'm like spinning. Oh, and that, okay. It's fucking cool. Yeah, that uh, description alone is. Yeah. And they're like, there's some stuff cool. too where like, like, okay, I'm, I'm flying in a dive bomber, a Stuka. And there's a little window that I never noticed in the game because you never look down in the game. There's a little window at your feet that you can use to like oh, line cool. up the targets and and you're like looking through it and you're like kind of moving around to look through it and stuff and then uh and you line up your target and you do your air brakes and you start diving and then you can look out the side window and there's lines painted on it that show like the degree of your dive and you can actually like use those to line that up and it's and then like the sights on the weapon are those like like they're like the predecessor to holographic sights you know and so like you move your head and they disappear and so you actually have to like put your head in the right position, use them, and sometimes you have to close one eye because otherwise you'll be seeing double. Um, it's it's really really neat. I I like it a lot. Um, I really want one now. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm going to get one anytime soon, but there's so many applications for it. There's more games I want to try. I bought Dirt Rally. I haven't installed that yet, and then Elite Dangerous. We've got really bad internet over there, and so it, that wasn't installing very quickly either. But um, I want to try those two really bad. But it's it's fucking awesome. For those kinds of games, it is fantastic. And I also downloaded a uh, the Apollo 11. It's like a little documentary game, I guess. Uh, Does it just put you inside the it, capsule? It, it puts you, you through different around. stages of the mission, you know? And, uh, and it was actually a lot cooler than I thought it would be. There's actually some interactive moments in it that are, that are you know, simple but well done. And... Uh, the, to me, though, the craziest part was, like, at the beginning, it puts you in a room, and there's a little projector that's showing just, like, film of JFK making his, his go-into-space speech. And the room is so high detail. Like, all the texture's really high detail. The lighting's really well done. It feels like you're in it. And you can hear, like, the projector over there, like, clicking away. And you, and you want to reach out and touch it, but you can't. And then, like, I was showing it to my family members and stuff. My sister actually almost fell off her chair at one point because she expected <laughs> to be able to put her hand down and balance herself on the table next to the chair, but it wasn't there. Uh, it, it's cool. It is really, really fucking All cool. Right. And, uh, and watching people use it, it, watching people use it for the first time is really fun, too. Like, my dad, he was doing the race car, and he crashed into a wall. And before he hit it, he went, ah, and put his hands up like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's... It's fun, I gotta say. I'm gonna be playing a lot more of that because it's just, it's it's really cool. Um, all right. Okay. Uh, other than that, uh, I got a new game, or I played a new game today actually. Inside, which is basically Limbo Two. It's very very similar to Limbo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been seeing stuff about that. I liked Limbo. I mean, it hasn't probably aged very well, but at the time it was kind of neat. Um, this game was a little underwhelming at first because it was so much like, it was like a better limbo. It was, the animations were are fantastic and the atmosphere is really good. Um, but it's still like you're running right and moving over crates to get over walls and stuff. Uh, there's a moment in that game, the last like 30 minutes or so of that game are really, really cool and probably worth it. Like they're really, really awesome. Uh, it, it's neat. I would wait for it to go sale if you're interested, go on sale if you're interested in it. I think it's like 20 bucks right now. Um, I would say that game is, is worth it at $10 and below. Um, but yeah, I don't know. If you like Limbo, you'll like it, I think. I've also heard people who didn't like Limbo who liked it, and vice versa, so whatever. But uh, it's a lot like Limbo. But I did enjoy it. I streamed that, too. So if you want to watch that, you can go to my Twitch account and see that, I guess. Um, <sighs> I guess we can go ahead and talk about this. I, I've, I've been playing Pokemon Go. Let's The phenomenon let's, sweeping let's, the nation. Let's uh, postpone okay. this because there's there's plenty there to is. talk about here. Uh, <laughs> anything else in your <sighs> Monday? I, I watched Hail Caesar yesterday. 
That I like. I, I liked it. It's not like their best movie, but it's a it's real really fun weird. Movie. It's fun. Um, it <laughs> it's weird. It's really really weird. It's it's weird. Like even oh, for yeah. Coen Brothers, it's kind of weird, just because it's not really their their usual style. Um, mm-hmm. I was comparing it on Twitter to Wes Anderson. It felt like a Wes Anderson film to me, with like the way that the shots were framed Absolutely. and the goofiness of it and all that. Um, and like in fact, if I had watched that movie without knowing who directed it, I would. I would be like 90% sure that it was Wes Anderson. Uh, It's that close to me. However, there were things in there that are much more, I don't know, active than most Wes Anderson movies. Like um, the choreography of that like sailor Mm -hmm. dance number. That was great. Um, And that doesn't really happen all that much in Wes Anderson movies. Like the big production elements of it. I don't know. Um, But off of the Wes Anderson bit, I think that Hail Caesar is probably the closest thing they've made to just a straight up comedy. I mean that. Yeah. I don't. I can't think of like well, maybe Old Brother Big Lebowski, but that one. I think Oh Brother Where Art Thou is very very like. It's probably closer to Oh Brother than than Big yeah. Lebowski because Big Lebowski Big Lebowski is definitely a straight up comedy, but it's it's presented in a very dry way, and this isn't, and and yeah. neither yeah. is Oh Brother definitely. Where Art Thou. I think, but um. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I would recommend it to anyone, but it's it, it is a goofy, weird movie. Um, yeah, it was cool. There's not much to say about it, really, though. Um, I was glad to have watched yeah. it. Uh, what else? I think the finale of Game of Thrones was after we had our last podcast. I don't think Probably. there's that much to uh, say. Let about me guess. It. Uh, Daenerys Targaryen is almost. Almost to Westeros. She is almost there. She is on her way. She's coming, but she's not there yet. But she will she's, be. She is soon. literally on the boat. So, it, <laughs> but you know what's going to happen? They're going to have you know to turn around. There's, nope. There's going to be an island yeah, along maybe. the way. Um, I fucking guarantee you, there's going to be an island. I will along say the way. that, like, this is very clearly the end of them leading up to the big events. Like, it, it it's actually. The way the season ended is very, very obviously saying, like, here, we're setting up the actual stuff, the big stuff that's going to be happening. Um, but I've been I've been really critical of Game of Thrones lately. Like, I just think, like, the last season in particular has just been... It, the directing and acting and stuff is fine. It's better than ever, actually. But the, the writing is so... It, it feels like they didn't plan ahead at all. Um... Because there's two books left to get. Yeah, I just I I know that they no I know that they sight. like work very closely with George George R. R. Martin and uh, there's certain storylines where it feels like they gave them up because they were boring or something like that, and then they had to bring them back and just rushed through the whole thing in like a few episodes. And sometimes like stuff that would that should take a long time to get through and could be potentially very interesting. Like there's a uh, there's the 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 grab for the throne on the Iron Isles, where it's like between the the sister and the brother and the other brother who came back, who's a completely new character, and it lasts like one episode, and it's this big thing, like a lot happens, and then they they steal the fleet and and sail away, and it all happens in one episode, and it's like really quick and weird, and the pacing is just crazy on that show, and and then of course they they still follow the same formula of leading up to a battle climactic battle happens in the second to last episode and then the next episode sets up the next season and it's just so formulaic and and then you get the new stories that are coming out that are like which character is gonna die and it's like oh yeah those are always the best everyone knows like the show is built on exactly it's like it's like at first that was what made the show good because you didn't expect it to happen and it was unlike other shows they because couldn't... it was so shocking and so brutal with the way that it would just kill right. people off or like you never knew what was going to happen. Now it's the opposite. Now it's like, okay, I know there's a, a character's going to die. And it's like everyone's making their exactly. theories on who's going to die. And so it just loses all of its effect. There are two that worked really, really well, which were Ned Stark. That was great for a season. And then uh, Rob Stark. Because the setup for that was like so obvious in like a typical fantasy story, like his father dies and he's gonna lead the yeah. army to avenge him, and then he just gets cut down, and it's that was good. But really, since then, I haven't seen this most recent season because I just kind of lost interest. Um, but even like up until that, there was no nothing had the same impact. Like once you blew that load, 
there really wasn't I kind of, you know, I kind of gave up every character yeah. as kind and of And I don't think but I don't think the show needs disposable. I don't think those, the show needs those moments to be good. But but they oh, but the writers not. feel like they do, and so the writers set up oh, those yeah. moments constantly because that's what's so popular. Yeah. That's it what's is. so popular. You're right. I mean, you that's that's twenty million views. That's the mainstream of Jimmy appeal. Kimmel skit with uh, look at all these people react to yeah. this and oh, oh shit he died oh yeah man. I, I I mean I can't I can't blame him for doing it because it seems like I mean season six especially has been the most popular by far and like now suddenly everyone's watching the show and it's the worst that it's been so far so. Mainstream appeal, I guess. Uh, that sucks, but I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it enough to keep watching it, but it's so predictable. And then they like introduce a new character, and he's instantly likable, but not important to the plot. And it's like, okay, well, he's going to die by the end of the episode. And then he dies by the end of the episode, and it's just like, yep, that happens. Or when they introduce a an unassuming, likable supporting character who will definitely survive the whole season. Um, and then, shockingly, they don't. <laughs> okay, so Game of Thrones. That's Game of Thrones. Uh, did you say anything about? Oh CSGO? no, I just wanted to mention I, I did watch the the latest CS:GO tournament and it was really good. It was really uh, Team Liquid, the American team, got got to the finals and then lost. But um, it was exciting to watch them get there. And I, I, it's weird. It, it seems to me that like CS:GO is almost at its most exciting right now with like the way that the teams have had to be mixed up a lot, and so you don't really know who's going to win and the crowds choosing all their favorites and stuff, but it's getting the least amount of views. Like it got like half as many views as last year at, at Cologne. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe CSGO is losing its grasp on, on viewership. I, I don't know, but uh, I still enjoy watching it. I, that's, it's one of the few esports that I actually like really enjoy um, watching. Hey, well, speaking of esports, speaking yeah. of, speaking, <laughs> Speaking of Skippy, you know that's a great segue, Skip, because I was just watching an esport. It's called Melee. I was watching it too. And uh, Hungry Box won, and that sucks because I don't like that guy. Seems like everyone hates him, uh, and I, I've struggled to figure out why. I, I, from my, from reading around on the internet, it seems like people hate him because of the way he uses Jigglypuff, and it's ruins it's less the game. That. No, no, no. The people. Okay, so I think. I, I hate Hungrybox, and I admit that the hate for Hungrybox is overblown. But it's really not about his play style. I remember when I first got into it, I had just seen like the documentary, and that's all I had to go off of. And I thought Mango was a fucking douchebag, and that Hungrybox, you know, he played a different character, but it was his own style, you know? And uh, that's fine. I can take like the slow play. That's not really that big a deal to me. But just the more you watch him... I just don't. I don't like him. I don't like him as a person. Uh, You know, not like that. I want him to die or anything. (laughs) But you know, when that's not what I actually like. Every every interview he has, or every tournament he wins, even when he beats somebody he's way better than, he'll like pop off and start crying. And (laughs) he's clearly very emotional. (laughs) He's really no. Well, I think he is, but he comes across as like really. He's like fake mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, and I don't even know what that means. It's, I think it's a very uh, like gossipy sports angle of me to take. Well, I think that's reasonable though when you get. Or it's like this player's. Well, fake, the, the Smash you know? community is so much but, about the personalities. Like from the few that I, from the few things that yeah. I watch, it's so clear. the The personalities are like on display, and uh, and the rivalries are so intimate. <laughs> like, like they're. They're, they sit right next to each other on the stage, and they react to every play, and yep. you see those reactions, and then, and you, and they they talk shit about each other, or they you know whatever. It's a very tight community that uh, has been through a lot. Yeah. So I, I get that, like, I get that it's important that each each player has their kind of personality, and I, that's probably the same thing I would do if I watched more of it. Is like is like. <laughs> decide who are my yeah, favorite least favorite have people but watching them. it from like Definitely. a reserved position is just kind of like oh that's interesting but I'm not invested in yeah. whether they're likable or not now I what I won't take away from Hungrybox is that this was very well deserved um, he has been doing really really well this year the best he's ever done and then for like the last couple months he fell off pretty hard uh, the tournament before this was the worst he'd like done in wow. years so, yeah, um, he 
he earned this. It's so exciting, though. Didn't necessarily want him to, but watching he those it. games, I watched like the last few of them since he was playing Mango. That's the that's the first one I was watching there, and uh, that they, sucked. But it was that really sucked. exciting. I, I they really were all really Mango exciting game. to me. I, 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 that's what I like. That's one of the things I like about Smash more than like other. The other fighting games seem perfectly exciting, but Smash just has these moments which, where we've talked about it before, but like. It's like it gets down to those final moments, and everything uh-huh. hits the fan. And the they, I guess they change their play style in a way that like draws it out, and then there'll be a big moment mm-hmm. that, that yep. ends it every single time, and that's awesome. Um, There's no health bar to chip yeah. down. You can you can be at like zero and die, or you could be at 160 and die. It really becomes a a much tenser game in the final moments yeah. than I think a lot like of in one of those do. matches Hungerbox had had one one life or whatever you call him and then uh and then the other guy had two and Hungerbox won in like a matter of like a minute and it, yeah. that can just happen yep. it's, it, it's cool it can yeah so that's Smash I guess the best thing I kind of wanted just Hungerbox to lose I didn't necessarily want Armada to win but uh I kind of do like that Armada didn't win twice in a row, and that there's actually still some like contention yeah. and like competition at the I highest level. I like that the audience clapped so, along to the Yoshi uh, level theme music. Did you notice that? The, oh, yeah, the Kirby. <laughs> yep, they go. Mm, 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 mm. Yep, that's pretty common. Okay, Kirby, so that yeah. was Smash. Um, I got some new hardware too. You see these sick cans? Oh yeah, these these sick cans. Yes. Well, uh, these are Sennheiser HD 600s. I finally got your new job because and you got my... some new cans. Exactly, yeah. Um, I did get my new cans for my new job. And actually, my old cans, which were the 595s, they had, like, broken. I used to fly back and forth from college, from, like, Houston to Baltimore. And I would just shove my headphones in my bag because, you know, it was just every couple months doing that. And, uh, you know, they got cracked at some point, and I, like, jerry-rigged them together with crazy yeah, glue and tape. There. And they, they sounded great, and they still do, but now they just finally completely fell apart around the plastic. And so I figure, you know what? I'm going to go I'm gonna go for some goodens. And these are goodens, man. Like, they sound really good. Um, and they sound good enough that I think I'm actually going to save up for, like, a preamp for them. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Sick cans, dude. <laughs> I, uh, made a, I made a purchase I got, recently. Uh, would you get? Would you I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give it away. It's gonna be a surprise. What did you purchase? Per chance, you'll I be guess able we'll to find see out it on the podcast within the next, hopefully, few weeks. We'll see. Just a small purchase. Ah, okay. Just a small purchase. Yeah, a vibe. It's gonna be a big surprise. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's not uh, a vibe. It's not a vibe or an Oculus. Okay. Um, I wish. A mic, maybe. Okay. Uh. Anyway, I got Doom. Also, when that was on I, sale. I, I don't, I, I, don't I, I don't know why I didn't get it. I don't know why I didn't get it. I don't know why I didn't buy it. You should have. You should I think have bought it. It was just because I was away for the Fourth oh of July weekend, God. and I was like, "Fuck it." But <sighs> that's my favorite game of the year so far. Beat Dark Souls three better than oh, that. Wow. Like, okay. Well, you know what? I love Dark Souls three. I, I know. <laughs> I thought it was really good, but you know, it's a game I pl- I kind of played before. Yeah. I I know what that's like. Um, it's not like you played Dark Souls three and you're experiencing something you have never seen a glimpse of in Dark Souls one. Uh, Doom is just refreshing in every way. Every second of that game that I'm playing it, I'm enjoying it. Um, I played... I. It's not like the extreme, extreme difficulty, but they have like three open for you when you start, and I picked the hardest one. And really, I think that's probably how they balanced it, because it seems like a challenge, but not like a challenge for the sake of it, kind yeah. of difficulty level that's probably where they want most people going um it it is just every single thing in that game is perfectly fitted together like the music and that was the uh, intro to this podcast was some music from doom it's this like crazy synthesizer this this is secondhand information but um the composer for this game who also did wolfenstein the new order when he was making the music for this, he had like this 70s Cold War Russian analog synthesizer and was just like 
turning knobs and <laughs> making these insane sounds and had like a nine string guitar with the distortion crank the mech like it shows how much care was put into the sound for this game um it just fades in and out of like energy and yeah. uh and like downtime when you're doing uh glory kills they call them when the enemies they're like spike up for just a second and it feels totally smooth and natural and then it falls back down to like this pounding pace as you're moving around a room at mock speed by the way holy shit you move so fast in this game it's awesome it's really fun every encounter in the game is fun and uh even the boss is really fun i fought a boss and it was fun as shit and not just the actual gameplay of it which surprisingly for a first person shooter boss was legitimately good but it was the presentation of the boss and like the um the design of it and the phases that you go through with it uh man that game really good i think i'm getting close to the end now and it is like the most refreshing experience i've had playing a game in a while awesome. like really just splashing cold water on your face like really really nice uh i've, I love I've seen like the first like 20 or 30 minutes and i got to say like that i guess you would call it the introduction to that game is is pretty great. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> like, like, first of all, you just instantly start, basically. Like, you just, you wake yeah. up from the thing, and then you just start shooting things, and going, and shooting things, and then you get in that elevator, and the dude starts talking to you, and there's, like, that, um, that tiny Samuel bit of Hayden. exposition, you know, introduces the bad guy, and and he punches the screen, and then, and then you title <laughs> screen. And, and then it does the title screen, and the elevator doors open, and he cocks a shotgun in tune with the music, like in beat with the music. And then it's like, yep. you're on. And that, yeah, that's it's a awesome. great introduction. I gotta say the whole game has that pace yeah. too. It's not just like the beginning. Um, you go through so fast and nothing overstays is welcome. It's not like totally without a story, but it's just restrained and it's only there as much as it needs to yeah. be. Um, really simple. And the engine is great. It's a really, really good engine. Um, it looks very good, obviously, but it runs so well. Yeah. It runs impressively well. I'm like, I, I can't actually tell because I don't have a frame counter on, but I know it's like at least just from eyeballing it on this monitor, 144 hertz monitor, it's like 100 plus yeah. a lot of times. Everything maxed out. Don't quote me except on for this. Th- I think it's 60 FPS plus on consoles too, and and that uh, it it still looks amazing on the consoles even oh, at yeah. that frame yeah, rate. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. It is a very impressive game technically, um, and it just I don't have anything bad to say about it. Nothing has bothered me in the game. <laughs> All right. It's yeah, it's just really really good in every level. It's it's cool how surprising it is because nothing about this game it it, it shouldn't have been a good game. Like it, it's it looks so bad. It's start. rebooting. We were shit talking yeah, it. I, I I wasn't I wasn't totally negative on it, but like after that first E3 it was just kind of like, all right, they're making a modern doom like whatever. It looks all right, but not To be fair, a lot of that's how they showed yeah, it. Yeah, they showed it pretty badly. Which is the slow, sweeping angles of the environment. Yeah. And then very slow shots. And they showed some gameplay, but it was it was shooting animation. one monster at a time and then showing off like the kill animations. Twenty and stuff. minute yeah. Twenty um, minute chainsaw kills. Yeah. And this is absolutely the opposite in execution. And the fact that they, they had the multiplayer beta too, that was just awful. Like nobody liked it. And it was just kinda like, okay, well I guess nobody's gonna buy this game. And then it turns out that the single player is apparently amazing, and and it's done really well off of it, like seemingly basically on word of mouth, and that's yes. it's really cool. I, it's amazing that they've they've kept the core gameplay of a game that a first person shooter that, that's that old, and God, they they don't age yeah. well. It's the best. This is the best Doom. I'm I'm glad. It seems like we are finally, finally for good out of the left trigger, right trigger aim down the sights video games sprint and aim down the sights video games as far as first person shooters goes you've got overwatch and doom being hugely successful you and call of duty have to being shit on. and it's like holy shit people have we've we have innovative cool shooters now it's great i'm really glad yeah god doom is just so good i got to i don't want to spoil it 
but there's an area I got to that just... Uh, I think this is toward the end of the game, but visually it's amazing. Uh, totally unlike what is in the rest of the game. Just, man. But have you seen Doom the arrow in the knee good. joke? Is there yes. one? There's okay. a skeleton, and it has it has the the Skyrim helmet on, and it has an arrow in its knee. Well, at least no one said it out loud. There's a few other references, apparently, but... At least, at well, least, so at least, it's a Bethesda published game, so they have a reason to yeah, make yeah, their own. Yeah. But still, god damn it, exactly, god damn it. Okay, so I didn't need to know that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't need to know that was in there. Uh, okay, uh, other game, Rhythm Heaven, perfected everything in the game and finished all the challenges, baby. It's ridiculous. Another one down. Yeah, I heard man. it. I heard it has some pretty uh, good challenges, like pretty tough challenges at the some end. Very hard yeah. challenges. Yeah. That was harder than perfecting everything in the game by, like, a lot. Um, But not always for the best reasons. And now that I've actually finished all the challenges, I'm not stopping until I've totally 100%ed everything and gotten all the badges. But in the other games, all that meant was just you perfect all the songs and then you're good. In this, you have to, like, grind coins out and do these stupid street pass challenges where you're, like, the figure fighter and, like punching a me and uh there's actually a pachinko game in the game where you have to feed onions to a goat. This is going to be everything coming out of Japan pretty soon. It's just going to be pachinko based video games or vice versa. Yeah. So I fi- I finished all the rhythm based challenges in the game, but to actually 100% it like I want to, I have to do this stupid shit. So, oh well. But overall, very fun game. Um, the challenges themselves, though, I think that some of them really stood out as being genuinely challenging. Like, there's one called Extreme Sports, and it's seven sports-based rhythm games in a row. And they're all tempoed up, and uh, it's fun until you get to the last one. And you prob- you played Rhythm Heaven Fever, yeah. didn't you? So you know the one with, like, the bat where it's like... Yep. that so it's that at double speed but the the challenge type is called monster maw so the screen is getting smaller and smaller just very gradually and every time you get what's called an ace which is not just hitting the beat but hitting it exactly perfectly on time once you hit an ace the screen gets bigger mm. And so you're constantly trying to get an ace and just keep it from getting small enough for this monster to eat the the screen. Mm. And so in most games, it's fine because you're doing stuff frequently enough. But that game in particular, you have to wait so long between every beat that you can actually action that it's just so stressful and stupid. And I don't know. There's some challenges that just stand out as just being not fun. And in general, the challenges felt very tedious like, either they were super easy, and you just felt like you had to do them. Like, oh, do these eight super easy games and get above a 75. I hope you can manage that. So, yeah, very time-consuming challenges. But overall, it's fun. Um, and then I only got one other thing to report on. This is very newsworthy. I watched The League from beginning to end. The show? Yeah, the show on FX. Oh, okay. My roommates and, watched okay. that. Yeah. I've seen uh, some episodes. It's the, it's a funny show. It's kind of like Always Sunny and people being shitty to each other, and it's like in good fun. It's just like how their friendship works. Uh, the last season, though, I'm just gonna spoil this, just because it's the league. Who cares? Nobody, I I'm sure nobody cares. <laughs> um, it, it, I they I think they just said fuck it because they knew it was the last season, and they did some extreme shit. Like, like in general, way. in general, it's kind of like an edgier modern family, in like the way the friends and the families work, and you know they 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 give each other a hard time, but they really it's all in good fun. Well, in the third to last episode of the last season, they're like chilling at the bar, and then one of the main characters looks down at his phone, and it's your wife is dead. Oh, I heard about this, <laughs> and. And it's tragic. She dies in a 
vaginal tightening surgery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, immediately, he's like all sad about his wife dying. And then his friends come over to like comfort him. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just so sad that I guess it means you're going to give me a free win this week in the league. <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't want to do it because... And then they start to think that maybe he's lying about his wife dying just for, like, you know, winning the league. And then it breaks into, like, a... For the second half of the episode, it breaks into an Archer-style animated sequence. What? Of Yeah, of one of the characters named Rafi going to, like, uh, Puerto Rico with Seth Rogen. And uh, he gets, like, a, a bee, like a honeybee beard, a pubic beard made of bees. And he like shoots bees at people from his penis, and um, so in the story solid. that he's telling, this is like his eulogy for his sister. He's telling the story of going to Puerto Rico and like retrieving her body, and the body gets shot and mauled by like a ocelot and all this stupid shit. Very, and very they, Metal Gear Solid. So at far. the yeah, so at the end of this ridiculous animated sequence, the casket gets opened up, and ocelot jumps out, and the wife character who was. It, for the rest of this show, just like a nag kind yeah. of character, she is shot to pieces, just <laughs> obliterated physically, out of control. The show, uh, they they knew it was the last season. And I'm gonna to have to way. ask my friends about that and whether they they finished it because they like they used to watch it, and I wouldn't really pay that much attention, but I kind of watch it. They had their own league, and so I guess they're related to it. And uh, I always thought like, okay, it seems okay, whatever. Um, I did. I I heard there was some crazy shit that went down. I didn't know it was like that yeah. though. Uh, it was really good. It reminded me actually. I I forgot to mention. I've been watching a show too. I've been watching the Peep Show. You ever seen that? Mm, Skippy likes Peep. Yeah, I do like the Peep Show. Babes. No, it's a uh, British comedy show, and the whole gimmick is that you're seeing it from the perspective of each character. Like you're seeing it through their eyes, and it, it'll change like the camera angle, but it's always through someone's eyes, and you can hear their thoughts, and so. Uh, they'll be like having a conversation and it'll switch. It's weird because they're like looking directly at the camera while they're talking to each other. And, uh, and then they'll, you know, they'll think inside their head as they're talking. And it's kind of your classic, like British cringe humor, I guess. Um, not in a bad way though. <laughs> but, uh, it's, I like it a lot. It's really, really, really funny. It's pretty dark, like not super dark, but kind of, it, 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 it's like all the characters are kind of pitiful and, pretty bad people it's kind of always sunny in philadelphia kind of that way where they're doing really bad things and they're trying to convince themselves in their head that they're okay uh and i haven't finished it yet but uh it's very good i like it a lot i highly recommend it shows about bad people are often very yeah funny. i've been meaning to go through and i've always sunny in philadelphia is something that like i've seen a lot of the episodes but i've never really like watched it I watched every episode of that show, and it has not gotten worse yeah, at it's, all. It's a it, over it's a great 10, show. Eleven years from what I've seen, yeah. um, so I've been meaning to go back and watch that too. But yeah, Peep Show is is also very good. So there you go. There you go. There you go. There you, Pokemon uh, Go, guys. That is like my Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Clinton pun of the day. <laughs> <laughs> guys. Pokemon Go has changed the way we live. I'm out there in the streets hunting for Pokemon, meeting, posting meeting up my, my local friends, Poke meeting my gym. rivals. Yeah, I'm bonding with uh, the rest of humanity. Somebody on my Facebook feed posted that. It was like, guys, think about it seriously. Pokemon Go has changed the way that we live together in society. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Pokemon Go is a piece of shit smartphone app. Yeah, that I'll is agree with that. designed just like every other smartphone app, in that it incentivizes you to drop real world money, and the underlying gameplay is very thin and bad, and it's a shitty game that sucks. So Skippy, you said you've been Poke going. So I I agree with everything you said, but I haven't stopped playing it, and I don't plan to stop playing it anytime soon. Uh, it's a very badly made disagree. in every way app. Uh, it's a piece of shit. It works maybe 15% of the time. You either can't log in at all. You log in and it freezes. You log in and it doesn't load correctly. Um, 
once you're logged in and playing, it stops loading or it stops updating the creatures and all that shit. It runs like a piece of shit. The frame rate is terrible. The interface is terrible. Uh, and then when you're actually playing the game, the actual gameplay is, like you said, extremely thin. I would say thinner than most mobile games because uh, mo- the combat comes down to tapping a screen and catching the Pokemon comes that down to like a simplistic throwing thing. Um, it, but it's such a simple little thing that like doesn't cost anything to. I don't know. I, I, I like I know where the gyms are and where some of the Pokestops are. So if I'm near them, I'll just pull out my phone and do the thing. And then at home, a lot of Pokemon are around, so I catch them at home, and I just keep playing. I put a Pokemon in a gym today while getting lunch. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, just dropped him off. Boom. So. Well, I hope he dies there. Um, you know, Pokemon Go, there's a number of reasons that I fucking hate it. And it's not just because it's a bad app or that it's thin. It's that Pokemon itself is so simple and basic that it would be so easy to make that into an actual smartphone That's game. the thing that's really tragic. You should tragic. be able to catch a Pokemon and battle somebody. The really like, tragic it's... thing is that it should be an actual Pokemon game that's like an MMO and uses the real world as a setting. That would be fucking incredible. Yeah, it feels like Pokemon Farmville. I mean, it's not that bad because like, like I've I haven't, I, think it's worse. I haven't even really I've felt the itch. I haven't felt I any kind of more. I haven't felt any kind of incentive to actually pay money. There's if you're in an urban area, there's an abundance of items where you just go to your Pokestops and you spend the thing and you get items and it, it, I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of people that are spending money on it, but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like you are lagging behind or not getting the full experience by not paying. I I I do think it's pretty good about that as far as like it, it just doesn't it's it's not pressuring you to pay um but it's not good enough either to pay for so i don't know it's it should be so much better it should work so much better it's really disappointing Mitomo, that even mitomo is a well-designed yeah. app it works smoothly this the the sad part about this is like now it's set the standard because like because it's had such huge popularity this is this is the bar this is where it's set. And it's like, God, it's just such a thin experience. Um, and the fact that people are like playing it with any amount of seriousness, like actually like going out specifically to go to a gym and take it over. And like, I get it from a social aspect of like, okay, let's go with our friends down to where there's a bunch of other people playing and we can, you know, meet people and stuff. And like, okay, that's kind of neat, whatever. But God, it just sucks. The game itself is just, just, way too thin you should be able to you should be able to tap a thing that lets you pokemon battle your friend yeah obviously and trade and and the battles themselves why not make them turn-based i guess because it would take too long and you want it to be like a really quick thing but it just make it turn-based put a few abilities in there you can simplify it a little bit but like it, it just doesn't need to be this this thin Bad. um and i don't think it will have lasting appeal either i think it's i think it's it's gonna it's gonna die off um pretty quickly because it's I, I unless they unless it's, they start updating it and fixing it really quickly it's 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 going to drop off it is the textbook definition of a fad yeah yeah it's this isn't a game have you this seen the videos of people uh like stampedes of people to go catch pokemon yeah. in like central park and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> really hate it i don't know i don't hate it whatever it's a who cares i mean it's at least it's getting people outside. At least it's getting people to meet each other. No. I'm sure. No. Think of how many people it's have. Not. Think of how many people have probably gotten laid because of Pokemon Go. I don't want to think about well, that. That's a great thing to think about. Good for them. <laughs> Speaking of equally good things, Metal Gear Solid Pachinko. <laughs> I mean, is there news here? They they came out with another trailer for it. The new trailer is so funny it is uh okay it's funnier than just the idea of metal gear solid pachinko um the first trailer they showed with like the really shittily animated but really high quality boss i am pachinko man that was fine and really bad 
The new one has like recreated every cutscene in the game. And, that and way. the cutscenes look good, though. Yeah. I mean, like, if this was an HD remake for Metal Gear Solid 3, I'd be like really excited. Well, this is the next best thing. Yeah. They showed off the battery system, which is rolling for sevens and uh, doing damage. Because that's, I think, technically how it has to work for it to be legal there. You can't just, like, get prizes for rolling numbers. You have to, like, the pachinko uh, part... The rolling numbers has to be a smaller part of a larger game. Exactly. Yeah. The game has to be doing damage right. to the okay. fear by rolling sevens. Uh, okay, well, very, very funny trailer. The highlight, though, by far, is when it's describing the different bonuses you can get. Like big bonus. So, yeah, big bonus! And then the uh, the slightly less impressive regular bonus! <laughs> and big bonus, obviously, is, is big boss. <laughs> and regular bonus, obviously, is regular boss. The boss. She's regular bonus. Which, which, God damn it. It's so funny. It's so funny and so dumb. Uh, uh, I... I they're clearly putting a lot of effort into the production of that. Like they've got like little animated cutscenes that look like a comic book and stuff. And it looks like Beautiful Joe, almost exactly. And why, God, why does it have to who, be a Pachinko game? Who is the audience? Is the question. I don't know. It doesn't even matter. Middle-aged gambling addicts. That what do they care about? Metal. I games? mean, if it's anything like casinos in Vegas, you just want something that that's really flashy that people subconsciously get drawn to and i guess this is that so that's it it's it's just incredible the amount of Spin effort the they seem to gone through to yeah for the big bazinga jackpot that's right like the day after you mentioned that i saw someone else post a picture of it um yeah that's that's it <sighs> good stuff well someone's going to hell for this red dead redemption Someone's going to hell for this too, because this this was the biggest disappointment. I, it was Red Dead Redemption was trending on Twitter, and I was like, "This is it! This is it! They've done it! They've made an HD remake! It's it's coming to PC! It's going to be great!" No, it's just backwards compatible on the Xbox One. That's it. And apparently, that was huge news because everyone was talking about it for a day. And it's not huge news because all it is is backwards compatibility, which means they didn't have to recode the game or anything. They're just emulating the Xbox. Uh, 360 and so they spent no effort on it which means there's even less chance if anything that's going to come out on the PC and at least there is more chance now that oh they must be getting close to a Red Dead Redemption 2 maybe that's why they they've pushed the uh, backwards compatibility but I want Red Dead Redemption 1 and I want it on PC god damn it that would be very good so that's it Apparently it runs really well. That is... So at first that made me a little hopeful that someone had put effort in to make it... No effort. You know, Just emulation. Well, they did, but it's Microsoft doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's it's Yeah. Anyway, that game was so great, though. Yep. I really want to play that again. Me too. I was actually thinking about hooking up my Xbox 360 again, playing through it. The music, too. Yeah. Like, in that... Like the compass after you finish like the main story yeah. in quotes, and then you're riding back. Home and the one that hits when you go into Mexico. Damn. And yep. just the normal music too, like just the normal soundtrack of like that that Western style and everything was was great. That game, what a great game! God damn it, that's yeah, one of the best games of the last of of that decade. I think it's the best game they've made at Rockstar. I really like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And I honestly, I really like Grand Theft Auto 5, too. That's um, true. I haven't played San Andreas. I, but I liked it more than Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah. And a lot of people say Vice City is their favorite, and I didn't I didn't really play that one that much. Um, so, I don't know. Rockstar's a good developer. Yes, they are. Um, well, there's no transition here. Evolve went free-to-play. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, guys, it's great now. It's, listen, okay, totally different game. It's new, what do they call it, 2.0? It's yeah, not 2.0, they, they call it... No, I think they called it 2.0. Is it? I think that's what they called it, yeah. 
I think they call it something dumber. I'm going to find out while you I'm sure Chad will find out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It Evolve Stage 2. Oh, that's it. shit. Yeah, okay. Stage 2, guys. We're leveling up here at Evolve. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Evolve, when it came out, had a shit ton of microtransactions that people at the time were saying, this seems like it should be free to play. Like, there's yeah. so much garbage to pour money into that why would they dare charge $60 for it? And then, of course, nobody played it. There was almost zero I, player there retention. Was, for about a week, there was some hype around it. There, I think there were people buying it. I think people were buying it. Yeah. They just didn't play but it for almost very long. no retention. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, is probably, uh, I mean, good enough, but still. It, it, clearly, they wanted it to be a bigger thing that had a long lasting appeal with esports and all that shit. Um, didn't work out so well for them, apparently. And still, though, I don't. I don't think there's much pretension now. I, I've almost stopped hearing about Evolve I, Stage Two now. No, I, I doubt. I, all I heard about it was the news that one day, and I don't. I don't know anyone who went back and started playing it again. Um, I'm sure there's some people. I think they have like they've been very open about their mistakes and saying like, yeah, we kind of fucked up with the microtransactions and all that shit. Uh, I can't unfuck it up. But yeah, exactly. It's kind of too late. Uh, and then of course it's really bad timing because it's right after this other game that people have been playing. Um, this other 5v1 or 4v1. Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight, yeah. That game sucked. It looks bad, but that one... I played it. But the fact that, that, the fact that it's coming out right after that seems like really bad timing. Yeah, that game... It just sucks for so many reasons. Um, I don't... I've been seeing Flimsy tweet about it a lot. Uh, I don't understand how anyone can play more than like two hours of that game. It is one of the most shallow games that exists. Uh, I played it in the beta, so it was free, which is what I'm willing to pay for it. Yep. Um, it's just exactly as simple as it sounds. There's a guy with a big knife, and he runs around chasing people who can't do anything, uh, except they can vault over ledges slightly faster than him, the killer. So it really becomes a game of complete exploitation, that once you figure out, okay, if I go over the ledge, I have a guaranteed head start, then you just start, like, mapping out, like, yeah. how many ledges can I jump over as quickly as possible? Um, it, it's just not... It's not a very good game. And it's worth about a couple hours of your time and nothing more. Yeah, I mean, definitely, that's the impression I got of it when, like, a couple people asked me if I was getting it, and I looked at the gameplay videos, and I was like, "Yeah, this is one of those. This is like the definition of one of those flash in the pan games where some YouTuber played it for like something, and and a bunch of people bought it, and it's really quick hype that dies down really quick once people realize how shallow it is. Which is unfortunate because I think I think that I guess genre of game, like the one versus all genre of games, uh, has some potential. Uh, the Hidden. Did you ever play that? The Source mod. I've seen that. It's really no, good. It. It's really good. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's so easy to cheat on, and it's not necessarily well balanced, but it's awesome. Uh, you know, you're you're almost invisible as the hidden. All you have is a knife. Everyone else has guns. It's atmospheric, and it's just a lot of fun. And um, and you've got a lot of like kind of not a lot, but you've got some tools at your disposal that are you know add some depth to it and it, it has a lot of replay value every once in a while I'll go back and play it with some friends and, and have a lot of fun with it and uh, I don't know why someone doesn't just copy that formula and make like a, a high budget or not even high budget like mid budget game that that's a lot like the hidden or even the original hidden devs like why they didn't make it that something because it was pretty popular I think there's still probably people playing it there's probably still populated servers um, but it it's old and it hadn't really been updated at all, so yeah. That reminds me of a different game that this was not asymmetrical multiplayer, so I'm not sure why this reminds me of it. But Intruder, do you remember that? Yeah. Whatever happened to that? Is that still? Um, I haven't checked up on it lately. It seems like they were still working on it. Um. I can't imagine any reason they would have stopped. I, I feel like it probably has a still probably has a dedicated, you know, player base. That was a cool game. 
it had a, it had it so much shit in it, like all these gadgets and stuff that were you could really use them in some clever ways. That that was a cool game. It wasn't really it wasn't really uh well it was asymmetrical in that there's like an attack and defender team with slightly different gadgets, but not really that same genre, I guess. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a cool cool game. I actually kind of I should go back and check on it. Fun. Um, and last but probably least. CSGO betting? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, we're blowing the lid off of this story. <laughs> Did you know that there's betting in CSGO? Uh, I, I don't know. What can I, you say? Do you know, have you, like, have you, like, read on, on what the story here is? Yeah. That yeah. the YouTuber... CSGOlotto.com. And, and the YouTuber owned it. The yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty scummy. Um, Very scummy. Yeah. But, uh... This... I just wish this would splash back on Valve somehow. I mean, of course you have this guy in a trap. He called it gambling in yeah. a video. So you you can't finagle around it and say it's not real money. When you call it gambling, yeah. there's nothing you can do. But I really hope that the class action suit against Valve pans out. Um, or maybe even incur some kind of legal sanction. Because from a purely business standpoint, it is totally in Valve's interest to just keep churning out microtransacted, you know, cases. Yeah, yeah, that's their business model right now. It's how they make a shit ton of money. And, you know, they don't have a reason to be a software developer anymore. And the whole reason they're so expensive is that you're allowing the trading, and when you take a portion of the trading transaction, that that's a huge amount of money. I think that they're big enough, they're a big enough institution, and they're smart enough that they must they must have legally protected themselves and figured out like here's what we can get away with. I, I don't feel like I, I I agree that they have. It's going to be a matter of like a you know a court decision with yeah, such sure. a precedent. Um. Yeah, I mean, maybe the, at least they they could put a stop to it. I I don't really. I think it's insane. <laughs> this controversial opinion of the day here. It's insane that people pay that much money for virtual skins. It is insane. Uh, However, it's also very juvenile and stupid, yeah. which fits because a lot of the people blowing hundreds of dollars on this stuff are not people who earn money themselves. They're children. Yeah. who have access to their parents' money, uh, children often under the age of, like, 15, who are gambling. It's insane. That's yeah. insane. I, and I'm going to have a split, of opinion, a split opinion. Like, you know, the onus should be on the parents to, you know, make sure their kid doesn't do stupid shit, like gamble all their money away. But, um... But... It, <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 the whole thing is just weird and fucked up, and I wish it didn't exist because it's just so bizarre. And I've tried to explain it to people or even, to see what even see what if, people outside of the video game world thought about it, and it's just like it blows their mind. Even if like a fifteen year old has a job at Burger King flipping patties, I don't think he should be able to blow all his money in a casino. Yeah, I don't think that because <laughs> gambling, like alcohol or it's an adult heroin. Decision. It's an adult thing <laughs> that is just, rec- you know, empirically, it's addictive. People yeah. get addicted to gambling. They get addicted to random positive reinforcement. And kids are doing that. And it's not even just like parents' money that you could, oh, you know, make sure your kid doesn't have your credit card, obviously. But, you know, kids have jobs or they get birthday money or yeah. you should... You, Kids shouldn't be allowed to gamble. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. uh, And I have to wonder if, like, that this whole thing breaking out and becoming a news story affected the viewership of the CSGO stuff that I mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier. I I wonder how many people watch those things and are kind of into it 
at least in part because of the skins. It doesn't well, make any sense to because me. Because of the way the but... drops work, it's like three-fourths of the people watching are yeah. in for the skins. I, I haven't watched CSGO competitive in So they're ages. Like boosting the numbers with people just, exactly. I guess, just watching it on standby. The last time I watched it, it was like, wow, I just got this sticker capsule. Yeah. Whoa, I can leave now. <laughs> God. It's Sickening. weird. It's weird. Video games are weird. Yeah, well, this isn't video games. This is... what I don't even know what this is. This is... It's not... It's digital porn slash gambling? I don't know. Not everyone is doing it as gambling, though. A lot of people just spend their money and buy a bunch of skins and shit just to have them. Fuck. It's crazy. It is insane. Although opening the cases is, is gambling. That's what Paying fuels $2 the whole thing. to see what... Yeah, to see what... Yeah, and that's the that's the <sighs> measuring stick for the, the pricing of everything is how yeah. rare it is relative to that gambling process. So <sighs> it sucks. It's just pitiful. It's it's weird. Pitiful. It makes me feel pity. Well, yeah, guys, those are our feelings. Why can't Valve make video games anymore? Because it's economically inefficient for them. Because they could just be a casino. I have heard that like a huge amount of their their total workforce is working on Vive stuff. Um, what else are they going to do? <laughs> sit around and watch the watch the skin marketplace exactly. go up and down. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is automated anyway. Oh man! All right. Do we have any other news? Is there anything else? Oh, a new Overwatch hero. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. So in the PTR right now, you can play public test realm. For the folks at home, the PTR stands for Public Testing Realm. Uh, you can head into this realm and play as the new hero, Anna. And she's pretty fun. She's a sniper and healer, which is a, a bit of an odd combo. Um, yeah. She shoots her teammates to heal them. And um, she shoots enemies to, like, it's like poison them, kind of. It doesn't reduce their health over time. But it, it reduces their health, and then they can't get healed right. for like a short period of time. And her grenade does that too. And then she also has like an ability that puts people to sleep. Um, but I, I like her because she is a sniper that is actually interesting. She's not just aim down the sights, get headshots like Widowmaker yeah. or somebody. Um, uh, so yeah, pretty cool. But it's hard to tell how you know she's actually going to function because in the PTR everybody's playing Anna, and then the characters that got changes like Diva and Zenyatta. Right. Six teams Zenyattas. I did this like ten times in a row and lost once. Uh, six <laughs> wow. Zenyattas is absolutely overpowered um, <laughs> in the PTR. Now competitive, you can't do heroes, so I guess it's not really that relevant. However, nobody could fucking stop us. Six Zenyatta's on casual, just because of how ridiculous that is now. He's got more health, everything about him's better, He his healing orbs go out faster, his discord orbs go out faster. Um, you just keep all your harmony orbs like as a daisy chain on your team, so you're all healing constantly, and it's just out of control how good that I combination a, is. Uh, I played a game where it was probably like me and like two or three other people. It wasn't like we had the full team. Um, I think we got destroyed like we got wrecked in the first round and it was a capture the flag no not uh capture the hill that that game mode and um it was uh i don't know i guess we had decided like okay we're gonna lose this no matter what let's all go mercy and so we all went mercy and then the other team saw us all go mercy and they went all mercy too (laughs) and it lasted so long because there's always someone with the ult and so they always revive everyone else and so it's just constantly that happening over and over. And it was actually, I wouldn't want to play it more than once probably, but it was kind of fun because uh, like half the people pull out their pistols and, and try to kill the other ones. It, it, it was completely ridiculous and it lasted so fucking long. It was just constant overtime. You know, <laughs> I, I really don't have a lot of patience for like the joke team comps because yeah. of how often that usually just turns into we're going to do it for 10 seconds and then bunch of pussies are going to change because they don't want to lose yeah i don't know how i don't know how but, this ended up with like went through the whole match like that 
I, I don't know why the other team agreed to do it. <laughs> it's nice when it actually works out. Otherwise, mm. it's just losing for seven minutes, and it's stupid. I'll tell you one thing. I've been playing some competitive Overwatch. Um, I finally got ranked and all that. People leave a lot. Yeah, they do. What the fuck? That's surprising. The, the matches aren't even that long. Like That almost never happens in CSGO. Yeah. People almost never leave, and now in Overwatch, it's like... Almost half of my, well, not half, but it's like a good chunk of my matches have been people leaving, and and it ruins it for everyone. Yep. It's like I don't, <laughs> I will not play. It. I will not play with randoms because <sighs> I they leave. People leave as soon as they feel like they're starting. It's to hard lose. to get six people together to play. You know, not for me because I have friends. Oh, okay, okay. Right, I see. I'm I see. I'm a cool guy. Yeah, with cool vibes, but um, <sighs> you should play with us. We should play after the stream. We could. Okay, let's do that. Okay. Um, guys. In fact, I'll stream it too. That's, yeah, that's a good idea. Guys, that is it for tonight's episode of Push to Shout. We had some feelings on the table. Um, I hope <laughs> you've shared in these feelings. Partaking Why did you? The... Why, what? <laughs> this is a feelings <laughs> cast. We have some. Okay. I felt good about this. I hope you feel good too. Thank you for tuning into these feelings. Good night. And we will be streaming on the... Is it the? I can never remember. The uh, Skippy? I think it's just Twitch. No, I think it's just Twitch slash Skippy Sigmatic. Yeah, it's just it's just Skippy Sigmatic. We will be streaming on SkippySigmaticTube.porn. Nobody wanted to take my name, Twitch. so I, I didn't have to do the Skippy Sigmatic. Twitch Hamster. Oh, Hitbox was the Skippy Sigmatic. Someone took it on that. X-Hub Skippy. We're out. Good night. <laughs>